Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Completely Fucking Clueless Podcast. My name is Audrey Jean Flowers. And my name is Sarah Alice Liddy, and we both use she, her pronouns. And we're in my apartment yet again. We are. I don't think I ever expected to, like, record this much here, but I'm happy we are. Yeah. It's a space. And... We were not supposed to be with you alone this week. <laughs> we were supposed to have a guest. Yes. The holidays get crazy. You guys, this holiday season is not feeling very great. I just like, I can't, like, it was still in the 50s today, so it doesn't feel at all like it's the holidays. Like, I literally, like, when Julia texted me today and asked me, like, when are you coming home? Like, figuring out our plan. And I was like, oh, I go home this weekend. Next yeah. week is Christmas. Literally Monday, neck a week from today is Christmas, right? Yes, yes, a week Fuck. from today. Fuck my dude. I know. I don't know. This year the Yule Tide is not feeling so gay. Yeah, I think part of it is like it just really doesn't feel like Christmas. Like it's just not cold enough for me to yes. even feel like it's winter. A hundred percent. Like last night when I not last night, the other night when I went and saw the tree, like I was wearing a jacket that I got from Universal Standard from our modeling gig mm. that was like supposed to be for fall. Yeah, no, because I, it was fifty degrees. It, I literally like haven't worn a heavier jacket than my little green one that I yeah. have right over there that I wore over here. And like most of the time when I wear a jacket, I've been like too warm. Um, but I also agree. I haven't been feeling very gay. I've been really just feeling in the slump again. Yeah. And feeling a little depresso espresso. Yeah. And I always struggle with the shorter days. And I feel like that's part of it. But I'm like, <laughs> so psychotic to say, but I was thinking about this on the way over of like struggling with like depression is very much something that like you have harder times. Yes. Time. Like that's not really narratively satisfying. Like the narratively satisfying like movie version like would have had like had this whole hard start of a year and then like build up to whatever and I like just kind of feel like I'm ending the year where I started again like I'm not feeling great I feel like I'm minorly spiraling um and yeah just feeling not great <laughs> yeah you know it took me a second you were like the narrative and I was like wait what and then I realized like oh in like, the arc of the story yes, the arc yeah. of the story would have been like the first six months are hard and then you're building building mm-hmm. building and it's like boom and you like get past it whereas yes. like unfortunately life is not narratively satisfying and like most of the time if you have depression it's something like it's gonna keep being a problem it is going to keep being a problem. Yeah, depression is weird in that way. It just, like, loves to come in these, like, waves and at times when you – that are not convenient to you no. or your life or anybody around you because I, I, I feel like I've been feeling a little bit lower mm-hmm. lately too and I agree with you that the days being so short are super impactful. <sighs> I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's every year I really think I'm prepared for it. Every year it catches me off guard. Yes, and then it happens. And I think this year is particularly hard because I moved right as it was happening. Mm-hmm. And so I was just used to my work from life home at like my parents' house, which was like a lot more, like I could get outside more. It felt easier to mm-hmm. get outside versus in New York, you know, I have to go down the elevator and outside. And then I'm like, where do I go? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know where to go. At least at home, I kind of just like knew when I had a car. And even if it was 20 minutes away, I was like more willing to get in the car than like go on the train, which is a very interesting choice. Um, but no, I feel you. I feel like I wake up and then I blink my eyes and it's dark out mm-hmm. and I'm going back to bed. And it kind of just feels like this weird loop. Like, I'm like, is life actually happening right now? Because it all just feels like it is on this weird, like, I want to say treadmill, but that is not, Mm -hmm. like, this weird, just like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's also been like a long work day. I've been like, Audrey got here like nearly an hour ago. And uh, of course, the second you got here, work decided to like slap me in the ass and like give me so much shit to do. I was like, go home. Okay, I sat on my phone and I went through TikTok. Yeah, and she knitted. Yeah, I've started knitting again. I'm really bad at it. If you want to grab, you can show I'm people. Get it. It, it's bad. It's very unimpressive. I'm not good at it. I'm not fast at it. it I don't create something particularly impressive at all. Um, but I, I technically have made something. Um, but I feel like it's good probably for anxiety, right? Like it yeah. gives you something that you're doing. So you can see I've created this tiny thing. It's taken me way longer than you would think to make this much. And it's not super good, as you can tell. Um, but I've made something. Exactly. And it is about the action. And I'm trying to lean out. You know how people always tell you to lean in? I'm trying to lean out of the depression. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to lean out of like what my brain is yelling at me to do, which is disappear forever. Yeah. I'm trying to lean out. Lean out. No, it reminds me of like the whole like concept in CBT, DBT, like opposite action. Yes. Doing the opposite of what your brain wants to so do. Doing something slow. Knitting. Yeah. I'm so bad at it though. But it's not I but <laughs> I think it's nice like to have something that like even if you were like just sitting and watching TV or mm -hmm. YouTube and you're just like doing it and it's like puts your mind mind like on something. Like I know when I'm like not having to rush and I'm doing my makeup or like scrapbooking or doing something like even like the last time I felt this way was when I was carving pumpkins this mm. fall. And it's just like your full attention is on something and Everything just seems to go away. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But we haven't caught up with you guys like in a while, like kind of giving you a lowdown on our like life. I feel like this, the past like couple months of both of our lives, there's just been like, I feel like both a lot and nothing. Yes. Not speaking for you, but for me. No, I, I feel both of them though, because sometimes I feel like my life is like crazy. And then sometimes I'm like, I'm, I've been sitting in this apartment for four, for four days, you know? Um, but yeah, I feel like as the year closes out, I'm just like, holy shit, this last couple of months have been like so crazy and I'm ready for a new wild. fucking year. I need a yeah. I need a new try. I need this year to end. <laughs> and I know it that like the illusion over. of a fresh start is an illusion and that it fades and blah blah blah. I need it. I just need the hope of like a fresh start of a new year of like uh, this one's gonna be a little bit better. Like yeah. I, I just I need that. Yeah, no, it kind of feels like a fresh start. Like, you know, work will end this week. We will move forth and by when I come back to work, I'll mm -hmm. be a new person. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I will not be overwhelmed and stressed. I will anymore. not be burdened by any of the things I was previously. I will be fresh as a newborn babe. I know. Well, trying to get into the Christmas spirit. Olivia and I went to the Rockefeller tree this weekend. Yes. Everybody, oh, which I've seen a lot. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot. I work by there. We passed. Context. We passed. I called it your office when we passed. You did, it. and you yes, also texted you. that to me, and I thought that was really funny. I was like, "That's Trey's office. It's a store, not an office." Sarah, get that in your brain. But yeah, so I was like, because Olivia and I started dating during the pandemic, and mm -hmm. for those first two years, we could not go see the tree. Last year, we all know what happened last year, and if you don't go check out our new year they broke up briefly <laughs> i was i was gonna lead them to another episode i um, know no it's okay we'll give it to you guys we <laughs> broke up briefly and so i was like this year i was like determined to do all yes. the cheesy couple shit never again never <laughs> but again. i do feel like it's the type of stuff that like you really only need to do it once yeah like i hadn't been to the brian park you know little festival mm -hmm. market thing in so many years i also feel like they've gotten way more crowded and maybe it's like the TikTokification of like there are little videos so more people know about it because i used to go to them like various christmas markets and they weren't as crazy as they are now like yeah. now it is a miserable experience to walk through yeah. which is like unfortunate but like Olivia was saying the same thing because I, I said I said literally the exact thing word for word. I was like, I remember coming here all the mm -hmm. time in high school and it was never like this. Yeah. Like it, it felt like the most crowded part was the ice skating part. And I never was really doing that. Like, you know, and now it is just absolutely wild. And I feel like so much of the crowding in these like New York City activities could be avoided if the NYPD did their job. And did something like, uh, you know, I, it's just absolutely wild. I so at work, I'm near like the big Saks Saks Fifth Avenue, like windows, which they always do. And I think they're always beautiful. And I haven't really gotten to super check out. But like at night, they're blasting music. And also like it, it like the 
it causes so much like traffic issue and yeah. congestion in that area. I'm like, so how much money, uh, how much of public taxpayer money is going towards paying all of these cops to go and watch over this area of something that is being caused by something a giant corporation is doing? Like, how much money are we paying to effectively like make their thing work i'm like shouldn't they have to fucking pay for that no i think it's crazy because they're literally just standing there and Mm -hmm. when i tell you like it uh, like there are children hysterically crying there's people with strollers that can't go anywhere i swear to god i was like this grandma's gonna have a heart attack like it was scary because it almost felt like I was like nervous that something was going to happen like at the Travis Scott concert where people just get so fed up that they start running. And because the issue was like, you have people that are trying to go in all different directions. Mm -hmm. Like you normally would on a New York city street, but not with like literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. So you all just get into this crowd where nobody can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it was just so fucking intense and I and kind of going back to like you said earlier like as a kid even like before the pandemic I sincerely never remember it being this bad even on a weekend like sure it was busy but never like this yeah it was crazy I so work right near Rockefeller Center when they like shut everything down for like the tree there was so many cops everywhere none of who could tell me how to get out like it was difficult to get out because they shut it all so down so much yeah and like I was literally trying to leave and there was all of these cops none of who could tell me how I could get out that was the same thing with pride yes that's the same thing with pride none of them know where because on with pride they for the parade they um block off a lot of stuff yes they closed down a lot of streets and whatever totally understand but But I would say what was weird about this was a pride it's crazy packed this is an instance where like it wasn't it was only people who had tickets like it was oh but like there definitely were people, but like not like swamps of people. Right, because it was. I was literally opening. just walking in a random area, but everything was so blocked off with gates. I was like, it, like I'm trying to like take the various exits that I usually did. And they were like, "No, you can't go that way." And I was like, "Let me leave. I want to go home." That's ridiculous. No, I was thinking about you when I passed um the store. I was like, I cannot. It's gone full time square. There's like. Yeah, no. There's I feel like Mickey it's Mouse's Grinches. Literally, okay. We I was taking yep. a picture of the tree, and there was like a little like Mickey Mouse balloon, and I was like, "This is definitely not the happiest place on earth. Like, this mm-hmm. is awful. Like, honestly, it's not giving Christmas cheer or joy either because everybody is just." yelling at each other like olivia got pushed into this guy who was holding his daughter on his shoulders i get it he was feeling protective over his daughter but he starts yelling at olivia and i like do you see who i have on my shoulders and we're like dude we do not want to hurt you or your daughter at all like you have to understand that we were pushed Mm -hmm. into you and then he starts pushing me from behind to like and then we are just tumbling out of it was wild (laughs) not it it was not it yeah so i would recommend not going until january my friend erin works at 30 rock for snl and she was like yeah just like don't come back until january yeah so you know what the i will say though brian park was better than the whole tree situation i can believe that yeah it was a little less congested you know you can go into the stores and like see what little thingies they have and that's like you know the cute thing is that you get to you get introduced to like new cute little shops um but yeah i think new york should really have a talk with themselves next holiday season and figure this shit out yeah except for like it's probably mostly not new yorkers it's probably mostly tourists oh no i meant more like the the regulation of the crowd oh, like yeah. i think it would be wise if like we had one section going this way and one going that way so that we could like maybe not die i doubt it <laughs> yeah i doubt it too but it, it's nice to think that they care it is infuriating <laughs> seeing so many cops on like the street doing literally nothing and just standing there knowing that like our libraries are having their funding cut. Like libraries are now not open all days of the week. And like there's serious funding being cut to like really good programs like pre-K for all. And like serious things are losing their funding. And then there's like so many people being paid to just stand there. Or like the stupid robot cop in Times Square like station. Wait, what? Have there's you not a seen robot? about like, yeah, it's this giant robot. It, it Like I do not understand how it could 
possibly do anything to stop crime. And then for a while, they were paying even more police to go and watch it. I've seen it in Times Square a couple of times. They've oh like have been testing it out for like the last six months. And most of the time, there's a group of like six cops right near it watching it. I have no idea what it does, but they've definitely spent an outrageous amount of fucking money on it. And it doesn't do anything. Wow. No, it is infuriating just like literally standing there and like seeing all this chaos happen and literally the police are just standing there like mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, like do something. I've also been watching a lot of <laughs> I've been there's someone who does like a, a series of video essays about like uh, how cops uh, how our view of cops has been shaped by various media like going mm-hmm. back to like the first uh, cop shows like I think it was Dragnet is the first really big one like were created partially due to the LAPD. The LAPD got like some say in over the stories they did and they gave them like access to things that they wouldn't have had. And how like the the cops have been somewhat always intertwined with a lot of cop shows and how cop shows treat them with a very yes, yes, positive yes. light. I think, I think this was you. Yes, because you show. We, did we watch an episode of something about this? Yes. yes. We were stoned, weren't we? Maybe. I think I made you watch maybe yes. last week tonight or something. Yes. Or maybe yes. something else. Because I remember this. Yes, 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 yes. Um. And like, so I finally went and watched the last season of, we're getting really off topic here. I finally okay. went and watched the last season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I'd kind of been okay. saving for. I really liked the show and I just knew someday I was going to want to see more of it. And so I've been watching it. And then I also went and watched this person's response to it. And I, I do think they did a pretty good job in like that final season of like, and I do think the show overall more than other cop shows sort of faces the realities of it. But like the final season does, I think a decent job of like showing how like, impossible it is to even like punish police officers when they do anything bad um and how it's an inherently broken system wow i'm getting real depressing this this episode you know what that's okay you're speaking your truth (laughs) speaking my truth you're speaking your truth i kind of forgot where i was going with that but um, that's okay let me see if i can find the name of the youtuber because it is a really interesting series he does okay while you do that i actually have a clueless moment of the week slay clueless moment of the week so I think I've said this on the last episode. Oh wait, do you did you find it? Um, their name is Skip Intro. Skip Intro, everybody. Um, I like they do a whole like long series, Copaganda. Um, Copaganda, that's a good mm-hmm. name. I'm sure they didn't come. I'm sure that's been said before. I'm sure Copaganda has been said. I before bet it this has, man. but it's it's definitely clever. I like it. Um, but no, it's it's, it's a very interesting series and i mean like it brought some fair critiques against brooklyn 99 which like is a show i like but like yeah anyway <laughs> i love it it also shows how white america's waning interest in the uh like uh black lives matter movement and like against police brutality and how like uh white americans have quickly lost interest and how uh when like polling on like people who are like pro or against the numbers have actually return to what they were pre-George Floyd and actually gotten worse as far as support for the Black Lives Matter movement. Honestly, that doesn't shock me, though. Yeah, I mean... Like, as sad as that is, like, I don't think that necessarily shocks me because I feel like, especially with, like, the sort of activism that goes on today, it's like there's these really heightened moments of it and all of a sudden it's like do everybody is trying to do or save this thing and then it sort of weans away we take like one step forward and then two back like going from obama to trump yeah and like yeah i mean yeah i don't know i've been stewing a lot on the idea of and i've also seen a lot of people talking about uh the reason what has brought up the stewing is this uh netflix movie called may december i think okay um that's based off of uh i believe a book maybe but the book or movie whichever is based off of like the the real life story of this uh like white 30s 40s year old something woman who had an affair with her like 12 year old student um interessant anyway the movie a lot of it is about like white women's tears um and i've been stewing a lot on like the concept of like white people's comfort being more important in a lot of society or in a lot of a lot of the time than like the safety of non-white Americans. Yeah. 
we've taken a real political turn with this episode that wasn't planned. You know what? Um, and that's that's podcasting for you. And yeah, I, th- I think we're like we're a year out from an election and we're not really sure what's going to happen in that election. And, and also, you know, the U.S. is helping fund a genocide. Not feeling good about that, that both of our options are pro supporting a genocide. Yeah, there's just a lot of like <laughs> weight in the world, so which, but I, I and I think that doesn't make the holiday season any easier. No, I think, and especially like, let's think about it like when you have to sit down at the table with your family and mm-hmm. maybe people start talking about things that you don't agree with, you're not comfortable with, and because I know I've been there before, and it's definitely challenging, mm-hmm. and it's challenging to talk to people who don't have the same view as you and you know that you can't really have a good discussion about it with but then it's also like oh if we all just like reduce ourselves to echo chambers like we can't just not talk to anyone who has a different point of view but then like also usually the more that you try and convince someone of something the more likely they are to not believe you yeah um and there's even a uh, it's called like a backfire fallacy or something like that. I'm not calling it the right name, but like how there's this thing when like you show someone absolute proof of something and it instead has the opposite effect. Hi, Liz. Um, Hi, Liz. Oh, wow. I didn't even hear you come in. I didn't either. No. Oh, we didn't hear shit. you at we all. We're you. too high on our own fucking supply. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we're too high. And I was like, I don't think I took an edible. No. Before <laughs> Anyway, I've gone wildly into a different pocket. That's okay. <laughs> but That's that okay. Is, that is an aspect of the holidays. And I mean, like, I no, would it say, is. even with my family, like... How do you cope with it? How do you set boundaries around it? So here's the thing that my... <laughs> this isn't a solution. Um, And there's been a, a lot of debate within, like, my immediate family of whether or not, like, this is the right call. Um, We used to have, like, a lot of cousins, aunts, ankle, aunts, ankles? Aunts, aunts and uncles... Um, who like I, I grew up really close with, like their kids were around the same age as me. And like, we, we grew up being very tight and we've definitely grown apart significantly over the last decade. And I feel like it's been a little solidified by like, they moved to South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. but like that has, that started being an issue, uh, you know, around the Trump election mm-hmm. and like the year leading up to that. And I was a senior in high school, like kind of coming of age with that. Like I was really close with one of the uncles. Yeah. Um, and we just progressively and progressively grew further apart mm. until like kind of split and just like can't do- don't really do family events together. And sure. particularly because they're further away. But like I, I know all of my families had different sort of points of view. And I know my mom has really struggled with like, do like, do you just, completely cut them out and my sister very much feeling of the mindset of not whereas like I more am of the extremist mindset of like I don't want anything to do with you no like yeah if you don't believe in basic rights for like gay people (laughs) yeah I don't you can't love me and also support someone who doesn't believe in me having equal rights no totally there was a family member of my family who like and I couldn't tell if the support was coming from the like the support towards Trump was coming from the influence of the partner that they had in their Mm -hmm. life at the time. This is maybe a conversation I should have over the holidays with this person seeing their belief system. But uh, that was the point I was trying to get across Mm -hmm. was like, you cannot support this person and love me and support me at the same time. Like they just seem like so opposite. And like, especially just like it comes from such a place of privilege, like the same uncle, like he doesn't believe that like, having the right to an abortion is an inherent right, but you best believe when his daughter who currently or did live in Texas, I think at the time got pregnant, you best believe he got her an abortion. That's ridiculous. Um, and I, I know different people in my family have different points of views. I'm kind of like good riddance. Don't really want to particularly have a relationship with them, but I also acknowledge like, that's not the solution of just completely like cutting people out. Like that's, that's not yeah, a solution. Cause that's what I do. Like this is not like kind of with family and politics or different views of family, but that's kind of what I do in like my interpersonal relationships. If I have like different views than somebody or we have a disagreement or like, I just feel myself like not being as close with them instead of like trying to do something about it sometimes like I just don't do anything about it at all and I let the relationship dissolve and I've definitely had moments of regret when it comes to that um so that's something I don't want to do and like it's hard to find the balance I've always been like 
pretty politically involved, like even from a young age, like just kind of was a part of who I was. And I don't know if it's just me getting older or like, I feel like there very much was a time when like it, the chasm between the two different sides didn't feel that wide. And no, I think with Trump, it really became but like, like wow. Did that like, just like bring it to light? Did that mm, just like, Oh, that's a good point. Like with when Obama was elected president, like a lot of like, white liberals got to be like we did it we won like racism has ended like where's that obviously was clearly not the case <gasps> our experience ended. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, did it just like unearth it was it always like the truth like <sighs> did it just make it more obvious did they just stop saying the quiet part and so we were all like white people were no longer allowed to sort of get off the hook and be like oh they're like uh, socially liberal but fiscally conservative like because mm-hmm. I've heard that statement a lot like growing up and that's, and that's even how my dad used to describe y- himself yeah no my father too because I feel like I opposed to you I didn't grow up that political because mm-hmm. I feel like my family never really talked about it it was never really and that's a privilege in itself was mm-hmm. that like I never had to really worry about my basic human rights because like I'm of me being white yes yeah. and like I I know that I like <laughs> not cause fights my family debates a lot um and i know like i tend to be more pushy on it whereas like my dad tends to be a lot of like let's leave politics and religion like away for right now but i'm also like and admittedly sometimes like yeah sometimes i can just settle and let it i should just settle and let it go but it's also like no but like we we're you are privileged enough that we get to say that like what about for people who are not like and like i try and point out to my dad like you are a straight white man. He has had a hard life and a lot of really difficult things in his life. And I'm, and I think it's really hard for him to understand. I'm not saying that he didn't win that, but like we get to choose to sit back and kind of whatever happens and we'll be fine. Yeah. Like we're always going to be in like pretty liberal areas. Like we have access, like we are white, like we're going to be fine. But like for other people, that's not the case. And like, we can't just sit back and not engage all the time like that's that is a privilege to be able to do so but like being a like ally isn't about like being passively supportive no i i 100 percent agree with that statement i was having this conversation with olivia that i was just like feeling like some people in my life like weren't really you know like addressing my relationship with mm-hmm. olivia it was like they're okay with it but it's like a don't ask don't tell thing and it doesn't make me feel like you actually support me Mm -hmm. it makes me feel like you don't actually support me still love me in spite of whatever right it seems like this weird yeah i think it feels yeah i I know it's just this weirdest feeling because you have somebody tell you like i love you and then you i support you but then you don't ever ask about my relationship Mm -hmm. there's some phobia around some other things involving my relationship like and it makes you feel like does this person actually like support me or is it kind of like yeah like don't ask like don't tell like Mm -hmm. i can support you if you don't really show it off to me (laughs) like you know sort of a vibe it's i don't know it's it's so complicated and i know that like something that i struggle with around the holidays is like you know olivia and i go to each other's houses and sometimes i struggle with like really being my full comfortable self in my relationship around my family because i am like are they really okay with this? What do mm-hmm. they really think of this? Like, you know, we're not really talking about it all the time. So mm-hmm. like, you know, how comfortable are we? So yeah, I can, I think the holidays just bring up a lot of different shit. And then I know like my family has like some other drama going on. And so like now we're all going to be put in the same place together. And I'm just like, this is going to be interesting. It is it certainly is this is going to be interesting my tactic for it everybody is it's not my fucking business it doesn't have to do with politics by the way (laughs) this this is different from politics but i was like you know what i'm the child in this situation me and my cousins are the children and we have that out is that we're the children and not the adults 
I'm still sad at the child's children's table, which Amelia, my family is an under 40. You have to be above 40, 40 current, but to like, get to the, to the that barometer table. just keeps moving. Like, I think <laughs> it just the answer is I'm never going to leave the kid's table. Yeah, we've, you know, I guess I don't know if we ever really did a kids and adults table. All I remember is like us always just kind of sitting together. We often did because our families would get too big yeah. to all be my together. My family's not that big, so. Yeah, Um. and what I always remembered is my oldest sister, who like this is fair she's 23 years older than me has always made the adult table and I never had have and I probably never will um who wants to be at the adult table let's be real well what I would say is not this past Thanksgiving but the Thanksgiving before because I don't think this past one we didn't have separate tables but the one before we had a bigger Thanksgiving and we did have separate tables and so the kids table was a bunch was like a eight and a nine-year-old or maybe Luca was, I think, 10 at that point. An 8 and a 10-year-old. <laughs> and then a bunch of 20-somethings. Some were who were really drunk. Yep. Some yep. were I on love that juxtaposition. mushrooms and drunk and stoned. Some who were just drunk and stoned. Like, it was all different combinations. And it's like, if anything, I feel like we're actually the people who shouldn't be left with the children. No, 100%. That's how I feel because I have one younger cousin. Like, one. Like, we're all, like, in our t- past 21s. And he is 15. And sometimes I'm just like, this poor kid. Yeah. Like, this is not how we were, you know, well, at we, 15. We shouldn't be leaving this impression on the youth. Right. Like, everybody here. I mean, granted, like, my youngest brother doesn't really drink. But, like, I don't know. For me, I'm like, holidays are a day drink. I'm... <laughs> Yeah, like that's the like I want to have a little fun. All of us children were absolutely wasted or <laughs> fucked up in some sort of way. Dead. Um, I do think it'll be really interesting for me when my niece and my nephew start drinking. Like that's gonna be very strange. Oh my god, you want to hear something funny? So yes. I was home the other day, um, because my grandmother was in town, and Aiden goes, "Sarah, what's the name of your podcast?" And I go, "Completely." Fu-. And and my my nana was at the table, and he goes. I was like, okay, cool. Whenever they see, because my phone, here it is. My phone has a little air, 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 no. Pop socket. Pop socket. Pop don't socket. know why I can find that fucking word. Um, I think it was, I don't know what I was trying to say. Anyway, and they, whenever they see it, they're like, we know what that means. And I was like, I know. Good and for you. I think it's funny, particularly because like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really that attached to not letting kids swear. I think they should be taught like, you never use this against someone, but like I think it's kind of silly how much we stop kids from swearing. I don't think it matters that much. Like, and my family's not great at not swearing around the kids. Like they very much know once they're old, they'll be allowed to swear, right. and no one's gonna care. Um, but they they get so and like whenever we trip because they know that we're not supposed to swear in front of them, they like are so on it to notice whenever we do and yeah. like bring it up so much. And oh, it's like, of course, that's like the kids' job. They like so and so said a curse word, and it's like I don't care. I know. I don't care if I swear in front of you, my dude. You're old enough. You know what it means. You know what it means. Um. So also, I think something that kind of can come up around the holidays is like overwhelm and stress. I think we've both been feeling it. We talked about it a little bit on the beginning of the episode, but. How do you feel like you can identify when you are feeling like overwhelmed and stressed? I know for me, like, I think the first thing that goes is my sleep. Mm-hmm. Like in the last month, I've noticed that I've been having a really hard time sleeping. And that's usually because I'm feeling like enhanced or increased like physical anxiety symptoms. I start being self-destructive. Okay. I like won't do a good job. I'll do all the things that make anxiety worse. Okay. I will either eat too much or eat too little. Okay. I won't hydrate myself. Um, yeah. it, like it just becomes like my space becomes a mess. It's very obvious. Like I have very obvious tells when I'm doing worse. And so how have you been trying to cope with it? Like how have you been trying to like not do it? I've not been doing a super good job of it. I do okay. think having people, I had people around for like a week and okay, that was good. nice. Yes. Because um, your sister and mom were in town. Yes. yes. And Julia was briefly in town. Okay, yes. Um, and I do think like part of the sun going down earlier is we all do less socializing. Cause I think we like, we don't really want to leave our house. So, like seeing people was nice. hundred percent. You guys, like I feel like I have felt so, and I can't tell. And I think it's a mixture of both is like, me working from home so I'm spending mm-hmm. a lot of time in the apartment but then I agree like when it is dark at 5 p.m and you've been sitting in your apartment in your sweats all day it's feeling it feels really hard to 
like take a shower, get your mm-hmm. makeup on, get a whole fit on and go out at like nine o'clock at night. Yes. I'm like, what's the point? Literally. Yeah. It feels really hard. Uh, and I feel like for a long time I was a person who didn't give up and like rode so hard. And now I feel like I'm a, I've turned into and I hate admitting this and I don't like this about myself. I've turned into a person like who throws in the towel quite easily. I think, though, as long as like something that I wrote down because something that I I was reading about, like with the holidays and emotions and things is like the power of saying no. Mm-hmm. And I think that with the power of saying no. I, and I have been like practicing that is just like communicating it yeah. being like, Hey, like honestly I have this other thing that I've been planning for a while that I really want to commit my attention to, or like I had a long day at work and honestly I can't like get myself to get up right now. Yeah. I'm just, I, yeah, I'm trying my best to that. Like, because I feel like in years past, whether it's the holidays or just generally like I would tell like white lies around Mm. why I wasn't like wouldn't go to things like especially when I was younger my mom kind of always like let me use her and my father as the excuse oh my parents said I can't oh my I have to use my my parents I would say in the best way my mom would always let me throw her under the bus yeah yeah I feel like as a parent should yeah you know like my mom would be like oh yeah just tell them that like we're going to dinner tonight um but I feel like as an adult who is now moved out of the house, I can't say like, oh, my mom said I can't, you know? And so my mommy said no. Mom said no. So now I'm trying to be a little bit more honest and just being like, hey, like, I'm just like kind of overwhelmed right now. And and I know that may not please everybody. I know that could be still disappointing. And I'm like, you can feel disappointed in me. Like, I totally get it. Um, And I just know that if I want to, if I go to something that I don't want to go to, like, it's just not going to be fun for you or me. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it, it can be hard. And I think people on the other side of it, because I know I've been on the other side of it, it, it can be hurtful. Yes. Um, so I try my best to think about that other person and think about like, oh, like what's going on in their lives. Like, you know, work is busy for all people right now. Everybody's wrapping it up before the holiday season, family, all of this. So don't only extend yourself grace, but extend the people in your yes. life grace because you truly don't know what they're going through. I think I've really been struggling with just like, I've been really bitter and fucking negative within my own mind. Interesting. And I've been really struggling fighting it. And mm. I really don't feel like I have good advice right now. I feel like. <sighs> I think that's okay though. Like sometimes you're bitter and sad and angry. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what we touched on last week, like I think the holidays can bring up a lot of like loss and grief and yeah. that can be very, a lot. yeah, that can be very painful. Um, like it's like the first holidays for me without my grandmother, like, right. which are the hardest. The first suck. They're miserable. It sucks. And like I got through Thanksgiving pretty good. So I kind of was convinced that I was going to like the, the, I'd, you know, I'd solved, solved grief, you know, I'd fixed it. Um, <laughs> and that's not the case. Uh, I've cried a lot. Um, I swear it doesn't matter what holiday is. Somebody's crying about my cousin. Yeah. And, and it, I, I, I think when I was younger, I would get so angry about it because I was like, I just want my old family jolly holidays back. You know, the the idea of the holiday being perfect. And I think as I've grown up and have learned that, like, that's just not the case. Yeah. Um. And so I'm letting myself be a little sad. I'm trying to, I'm going to try in these next few days, like, push myself to get it together a little bit. Because, again, I've been kind of just leaning in and just... I don't know. I think I was in survival mode with getting mm. through depression for so long. And the best way to survive and literally not want to die was just to sort of shut down. Mm. Um, and that is not helping me anymore. That is hindering me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even the small, the small things that you can do to like lean out, as you said, whether that's like, you know, I'm going to make myself a sandwich for dinner. It's not like a gourmet meal, but it's, it's your putting. I'm going to s- eat. Yeah. Putting some substance into I'm going to take out the self. trash. It'll take yep. like one minute. And for some reason, like I've been desperately avoiding it, like taking that shower. Like, yeah, I don't know why when I'm in the shower, I like it, but the before and the after of a shower miserable. Yeah. I've been loving a slow, like I've been trying to do like more of like a slow night routine where it's mm-hmm. like, I'm really just like, like I had one night where I just like sat in the shower 
for 30 minutes and it was super hot and mm. it just felt like I came out of it a new person. I was like, I am alive. Yesterday, I like cleaned my room, even though I really didn't want to do that. But once also, it was I'm cleaning my space tonight, uh, well, you feel so much better. You do. And oh, my God. Do whatever you have to do to like do the cleaning. Like something <laughs> so embarrassing. Wait, and what? <laughs> I mean, not really. It's oh. very on brand for me. But, like, something that, like, will tend to, like, motivate me and get me, like, to go a little bit and give me a little momentum, even when I'm totally slow. Putting on fucking show tunes. I'm a music theater bitch through and through, and it works. Audrey, the the amount of times I've shown up at your door and, like, you, (laughs) I'm hearing the theater music galore, show tunes. It's so fucking It was my number one genre for Spotify this year. I don't think it's ever been my number one genre before. That was so humiliating. Um, no, but it's it not. Works. Like, I, so good. I know, but it's, it's so fucking cringy I to be saw a theater kid. Six the other night. Yes, it was so good. There was this girl. Um, oh God, it's the third queen song, and she's the queen that she died from childbirth. Let's see, I don't give a shit about Fuck. that song. I find that oh song boring. Okay, <laughs> I skip it every time I listen to that it's show. It's a boring song, but the girl who yes, sang it's it. It's always the most incredible singers. Oh my! I know, God. but I just it's called Heart of Stone. I just yes. don't give a shit. But I'll, I've just been I'll put on Wicked and like yeah. that uh. that opening song like. A sleigh. It's a sleigh. Oh, dancing through life. It's yeah. a sleigh. Whenever, okay, when I was younger, whenever I was feeling down, I'd listen through dance with, uh, I'd listen to dancing through life. I, 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 all the time in my living room would do renditions of, I would get like our house broom, house broom, uh, our broom that we used for cleaning in our house. And I would do my little defying gravity and I would fake <laughs> clean the floors doing it's a hard not life. Oh like, honestly, God. I think that like sleeper agent style, if you put on a hard night, li- hard not life, it might just make me start cleaning um honestly i get that but it's like even last night once i was done cleaning like it was hard to get myself to do it but then once i was in it i was doing start, it know, and it was just good starting is it was a starting i literally started at eight finished at 10 but you know what I, it no still it's happened. so funny y'all i literally i'll happened. make out cleaning to be the most daunting thing in my mind and it'll take 30 minutes no and that's and uh, like something <laughs> i want to implement when i come back to the apartment after the break is because it gets dusty really fast in here so i've been doing yeah, yeah not having carpets like in college you get dusty very, very quickly fast. yeah so i'm like let me just like put on my calendar because it will literally take me 30 minutes and i won't have to like do this huge fucking deep clean every few weeks if i just dust everything yeah real quick but once i had finished cleaning last night like i was just like it's so clean and I was like this is like kind of like the and then the little joys like I took a shower after and then Mm -hmm. I did a face mask and I was watching below deck and I was just like okay like I'm gonna be okay do the thing that's nice for yourself even if it's not the path of least resistance like I think I really will conflate what is easy to do with what is the good thing to do and I'll be like oh I want to give myself a break I'll do the thing that's easy to do and it's like well that's not the thing that's good for you though yeah do you know what I've been thinking a lot too is like the the thing that you would say about how you would get yourself to like take I think it was take your makeup off how it's like I stayed up long Mm -hmm. enough to do xyz I can take the couple extra minutes literal 30 right 90 seconds whatever it is to do this other thing that's going to be good Mm -hmm. for me so I've been thinking about that a lot lately especially when it comes to like the things like I'm in bed I don't want to get up and like wash my face like things like that I'm like you know what like let me just do it I'll feel better for it but it's definitely not always the easiest thing yeah I am not the best at getting myself I'm not the best boss of myself Mm. yeah be the boss of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have been debating though, because I'm I'm trying to, you know, I feel like I've been kind of spiraling this weekend a little. Um and trying to do a little bit better before I go home for a couple of days. Yeah. Um and I'm like, maybe if I just treat myself like a sim, like just full disassociate percent of playing sims, and that I'm my little sim and I'm making this I'm like, will that help? Am I getting more crazy? Am I getting more insane? Um I don't think so. So we'll see. Let's see how disassociation goes. <laughs> Coping mechanism. Disassociation. I still crack up when a year ago we were invited to a Spotify dinner and they invited us to like the wellness like podcast dinner. And I still, whenever I explain that to people, I'm like, I think it's because we're an example of unwellness. <laughs> unwellness. I think we're an example of like both, honestly. I just think that 
you know, we like touch on a lot of different types of wellness, whether it's self-care, mental wellness, physical wellness, and it may not like be perfect, but it's just like our honest, authentic journey with all of the wellnesses, Uh. you know? Because I think it can be really hard to admit to the world that like you're not doing okay, that you're like not like cleaning or you're not doing this or that. Like it can be really hard and vulnerable. But I think I like to talk about it because I'm I always think when I'm feeling really down on myself, I'm like there is I know somebody else is like feeling this too. Um, Also, this is something I was thinking about, I think, on the way here. Mm. To anyone going home for the holidays who's going to have their families and like everyone like at the end of the year, everyone's like, what'd you do this year? Like, and you have to go and tell them. I have no accomplishments. It's okay if your accomplishment for this year is that I made it to the end of the year. Like literally, that's probably like we kept the podcast going. But like with the exception of kind of that, I have not really anything to show for this year. And like not in a way that's being mean to myself, like. I'm giving you permission of like, it it sucks to feel like you have nothing to show for this year. Um, But I'm giving you permission to say, fuck you to your family if they ask you about this year. Uh, And you can always take the me route, which is be genuinely very honest in a way that makes them uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) People are like, what did you do this year? And I was like, I didn't kill myself. Uh, I wouldn't really recommend that. (laughs) But I give you permission to like feel like you had a successful year if all you did this year was not fucking die yeah but that's like but that's true I think that's another thing the holidays bring up is that especially extended family that Mm -hmm. you're not seeing all the time you want to be impressive how are you doing how are things going da 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 and like even though I I have like some things that I did this year that I'm really proud of it still can feel a lot like a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. Um, I know for me the thing that I hate when my family asks when I go home is like, why aren't you singing? When are you going to start singing again? You're so talented. Like, I'm like, Oh my God. They're, they're asking Shut me about dating. Up, and I'm like, <laughs> do you want me to explain how I'm on an incredibly high dose of uh, antidepressants and they make it. So I really just have no sexual or really romantic interest. Maybe we can like turn it on them. I'll be like, so. Well, that's that is what I always do is I always turn it on them and I do tell them the truth. <laughs> the truth is not really what people want most of the time. And it does make people uncomfortable. No, and it does. It does. I, I'm thinking of I that think Noelle I'm, story when the guy like yeah. came up to her and asked her about her eye. And she was like, actually, yes, yes, I wasn't born with an eye. Like, what do you want to say now? I, I'll never forget. Because so Julia, my best friend, she knows my family really well. I definitely don't know hers as well. And that's just the way that it's worked out. And now it's reached a point where, like, if we hung out and we didn't see my family, my family would get upset. But so there was one summer. It was the summer that I started antidepressants. Um, I went to dinner with her parents in Boston. Mm-hmm. And my family was away. I think they were doing, like, a grad trip for my sister. And so they were, like, in Europe for a while. So I was home alone, like... <laughs> in a town where I don't know anyone and I was starting antidepressants and I told them about how like oh yeah I'm, I'm taking like three online courses right now um I'm currently living alone in my house and they were like oh that must be really depressing and I was like so I did just start antidepressants <laughs> actually now that you bring that up um so that's part of the no, moment I went into that and then I realized like <laughs> they didn't know how to respond to that and they just I think changed the subject yeah um, making people uncomfortable is so interesting <sighs> I I think I used to do it by accident a lot because I used to struggle and still kind of do sometimes with like social cues stuff. Mm. Um, and now I kind of find like a weird joy for me. Like I remember like there was like middle school into high school. There was a lot of jokes always made about like me being a gender ginger and like having no soul and oh. the devil and whatnot. And so I started getting ahead of people and making the jokes before they did and going mm. way further than they would. And cause it would make people uncomfortable and I would beat them to the punch. Right. So they wouldn't say it to it, you. Exactly. Yeah. Because I would, I would just go like a little too far. Right. Uh, That's how I feel about talking about like things like with weight and family. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like people will always like family members would approach me with their concerns or thoughts about me and my body. So now, like, sometimes I feel like I'm, like, jumping ahead and I'll be like, I'm on Manjaro. Like, I've lost this amount of weight and, like, stuff. And I even find myself doing that with, like, accomplishments. Like, sometimes I think I'm very accomplishment-oriented mm-hmm. and feel that, like, my worth is just, like, so surrounded Ooh, yeah. by my accomplishments. So, like, I'll just, like, be everybody to the punch and tell them all the amazing things about myself so, like, I can just, like, get it out of the way. Which is, like, not the best thing um, to do. I don't know. I, like, 
I like what I love about the holidays is when like we can just like laugh and have fun like and maybe it's you know not focused on me all the time like um the other day I had a little bit of like a pre-Christmas dinner with my Nana and my family and we were talking about Aiden's dating life and Mm -hmm. I was just like so intrigued and asking him all the questions about like Hinge and he feels so comfortable going on dates and he goes on these long dates and I'm just like huh and he's talking about learning how to his old girlfriend taught him that like he needs to open the door for her and so now he's brought that into his dating I'm like this is so fucking interesting there are a lot of things to celebrate like my brother and his husband just put an offer on a house like that is so exciting I think it's supposed to close at the very very end of February nice and that is so exciting like this is the first holidays that I'm spending with um, my brother and his husband uh, in 17 years Nice. I have wow. not spent Christmas with them in 17 years. I'm that like, is exciting. Yeah, like I, they're they're so I'm trying to find space to like both be excited and bring joy and acknowledge the joy and excitement of the good things. Yeah, and like let myself feel and like be real about like the things that are shitty, but also trying to make sure to hold space for the things that are good and yeah. are exciting yeah and i'm excited to watch i have this tradition with my mom we watch the holiday so i'm excited for that mm-hmm. i as like as stressful as family can be i am so excited to see my family i do love and enjoy their yes. presence and i do and i love the feeling of just like being in the kitchen everybody's yeah. in the same space and, like, and you're drinking a glass of wine i love like, like our our holiday routine like yeah. people sleep in pretty late we like do stockings then we make this whole breakfast right. brunch and we do eggs benedict and then we do presents and yeah. my sister and i we always my dad goes and makes himself um an eggnog latte and my sister and i like do you want to make two more and he <laughs> says no and then we badger him some and then he begrudgingly makes us some yeah and then we have mimosas with breakfast and i've started making my sister taryn do y'all's tradition of pound the first one <laughs> i love how <laughs> <laughs> so it's me and my 40 something year old sister are the only two who do it chug i love a mimosa after like on christmas morning mm-hmm. like that is my favorite thing ever like you know especially so we, as my brothers and i get older like there really aren't as many christmas presents under the tree you know my parents helped me get a lot of furniture this year so I'm not really like asking for things but like I genuinely love like giving gifts and like yes. when, when you get Trying it right to find a good gift yeah and when the person's just like really happy with the thing that you got them you know I'm excited I've become close with my still partner's family know what I'm giving my dad no I still need my to brother-in-law I still need to order some presents you guys which is kind of scary <laughs> I have a couple more gifts I need to physically buy I need to physically buy mine for my oldest sister I need to physically buy mine for you i need to physically buy the one for julia but for them all three i have planned what i'm doing um no i've already bought for a sister i think it's just julia and you that i need to buy for but then i don't have a plan for my father at all I, I don't have a plan for my dad either i got him a little something at the bryant park thing um but otherwise uh, i'm batting zero batting zero i have no idea um no idea and i don't think either of my sisters have an idea either we <laughs> to kind of jump in on each other's i don't have a plan for my brother-in-law i have a plan for one of my brother-in-laws not for the other uh it'll come to you it'll come i still don't even have my partner as present like my partner is so nice to me olivia (laughs) olivia literally worships the ground i walk on and like has had my present for weeks and i'm like yeah it's like what is wrong with me it's okay it's okay I tend to, what I do every year is I get most of the people done early and I feel really confident. And then there's always like three stragglers and then it's a week before Christmas and I go, fuck! I know. Well, the thing is, is I need to go, once I go home, my dad and I also have this tradition. We haven't done it the last couple years, I don't think, but this year, like I sincerely need to do it. On Christmas Eve, we actually go to the mall. Oh, you've told me about this, which sounds like the most stressful thing. Yeah, but I guess like growing up, like I was like totally okay with it. It would be him and I and we would go and shop for my mom. Mm. And so like I kind of just like got used to that. And so like I need to go get Aiden's present at the mall. Like I have the presents in mind. It's just like the the date of getting them is not here yet. Quick rant. And this is something that I see all year round, but obviously more at Christmas because more people are getting Christmas or more people are buying gifts. It infuriates me, the number of men who will come in, I mean, not just men, but vast majority men who will come in and very last minute are trying to get something for their partner. And like, like, 
I don't know what's more infuriating. I mean, I do much more infuriating. It's infuriating when they come and they literally can't tell me if they they're like anything about what their partner oh. likes. But it's also annoying when they're like are like they want something very specific, and it's like and so that's gonna it. take a couple of weeks to come in, and it's like well yeah maybe you should have started this more than five days in advance like yeah or like when i worked at lulu people would come in literally the day before christmas eve and be like why do you not have the most popular item for stock and it's like because we sold out of that three weeks ago you right. need to think more than four days in advance and it just makes me sad particularly with women because like uh, women are generally responsible for like within heteronormative relationships are generally responsible for like not only getting gifts for like extended family members and for kids if they have them and for their partner and then their partner can't even deal with it more than five days in advance and so like they end up getting something that like they don't think their partner will like as much because they can't get the thing that they actually want because that needs to be ordered more than a week in advance yeah i feel like for anything that is popular like uggs for example like a couple weeks ago my mom was like i was wearing (laughs) uggs and she's like wait weren't those on your christmas list and i was like yeah but I bought them for myself because they're gonna sell out you know like I just think that yeah you do especially for certain things I when it's when I know something needs to be like done prior like I will do it when I know that I can get it like the day before I'll do it the day before which which is maybe not the best quality I think it's fine it just like makes me sad that like women are so ignorant of like I even remember like when my sister and I realized like oh who's doing my mom's stocking every year her and so her my sister and I took over doing that because like my mom doesn't even have a stocking like yeah and like how there's the whole SNL my dad about it and like i don't know it's just like like i even saw someone making like a video today about like the magic of christmas is your mom like your mom is putting yes. in so oh, much work to great. make these holidays happen um magic of christmas is mother in every household exactly agreed um and and just like i forget <laughs> i don't remember where i was going with this but um it, it makes me so sad to like Particularly, I think, when it's someone's partner and it's just like, oh, you care so little about them that you couldn't have. Or like, particularly because I'll see so many men come in and be like, I'm buying something and for their, my wife's birthday. And I'm like, when's their, their birthday? And they're like, today. And I'm like, you couldn't have done it like more than the day of. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it makes me sad to hear like they don't know anything about her yeah. taste. Like, that's really sad. Like, like when I ask like silver and gold and they're like, I don't know. And I'm like. Oh, that means you're really not listening. Yes. And I think like I I think a big reason why so often male partners get female partners gifts they don't like is because they are buying gifts for like what would a woman like? What would a girlfriend like? Not like what would your partner like? Like, yeah, that's why like if I Googled like you can Google gifts for dad and like a lot of it is like barbecuing, which my dad does like, or, but like a lot of it is tools, which my dad is terrible. He built a bookshelf for my mom once and it collapses in a couple hours. He's terrible at that shit. He does <laughs> so not particularly enjoy dad. it. He yeah. hates building He's shit. awful at that. <laughs> but like that, you shouldn't be shopping for a girlfriend. You should shop for what does your girlfriend like? 100%. We don't have many male listeners. so <laughs> I don't really know who this rant what is for. What does your girlfriend like? Listen to her. But that's the thing about gift giving. It's all about listening. Yes. And knowing that person, knowing like their, whether it's their sense of humor, their personality. Like, yes. The year when I was in a relationship, I don't remember everything I got them, but I got them a couple of smaller gifts. And one of them was like a, a speaker because theirs have been having issues. And like it was gifts very specific specifically about them and I don't remember exactly what they got me but it was like very much felt like what happens if you google like what to buy your girlfriend for Christmas you know what like the heart-shaped jewelry like I was literally gonna say the heart-shaped Tiffany necklace I mean mine was not Tiffany mine was I remember I was wearing in the shower and he was like you probably shouldn't wear that in the shower and I went so then I'm not going to wear it uh because I can't go in the shower I'm not gonna wear it I will take it off and we'll never go back on yeah but I like I remember being like a little let down because they were very primarily things that like you would get a girl right not me the person you spent untold time with for months right and I feel like now and look I I do think that it should be a little bit more tailored than this to the personality but I have seen some amazing women get on TikTok and talk about some really great ideas that are just more than just like the heart-shaped necklace that can be a like and look maybe platform Uggs aren't that thoughtful but if your girlfriend is really into fashion mm-hmm. and style like that is a good gift for her so, like, I just think there's abundance of resources now that 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 men can use. Um, but what they really should use are their ears, which I know is hard for you. 
Again, well, we don't really have many male sassy. listeners. And I kind of like it that way. That was sassy. Um, but even like, let's say you're uh, whoever your partner may be. Oh, do you like how we're giving this advice way too late? I know. Well, guys, <laughs> why the fuck are we giving this advice right now? Honestly, I'm going to shut up. We've because covered a lot of topics. We have. I'm going to shut up because one, we're going past time. And two, like Christmas is going to be over. No, wrong. You're going to hear this tomorrow. But like five days before Christmas. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Also, Anyways. Hanukkah's fully over. So, yeah. so let's just. You missed that ship. Stop. <laughs> let's just stop. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast this year. We've gone through so many different eras this year. <laughs> Highs and lows. Everything in between. <laughs> seen, you've seen a lot. You've seen something from me. Not yeah. necessarily anything. <laughs> it's been a year. Especially in the last couple months, it's like we adjust to a bunch of different new life circumstances. Like, I feel like sometimes episodes can be all over the place, and we just appreciate you guys coming back, showing support, and being here and enjoying our cluelessness. This podcast genuinely has changed both of our lives, like, genuinely in a very positive way. Like, not in the way of like Alex Earl blowing up on TikTok, but like, this podcast has had a such a positive impact on my life and has really changed so many things and so I'm very thankful to all of you who listen yes and I hope that something helpful can be garnered from all of the nonsense we said all of this nonsense that we talked today and we can't wait for the new year we can't wait to bring more guests more episodes more ideas I really hope we drop one okay I'm gonna just like put this out there one I hope by the time we're recording this episode next year we have dropped merch because I have a really good merch idea for us and my fingers are crossed that we can do it um but yes I think it'll be a fun new year we wish you guys a great new year and I, I wish you all like a little a little fresh start because couldn't we all use a little bit of a clean slate? Give yourself a clean slate. Like just for everything you did or didn't do this year, just try and forgive yourself. And not perfectly, but like just try and forgive yourself a little. I agree with that. I agree. We love you guys. We hope you have an amazing Tuesday, an amazing week. An amazing end of 2023. Yes. A Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Happy Holidays, and... Do not forget to be motherfucking clueless. Uh, Bye, everyone. Happy holidays. 2023 can burn. 2024. Please, more lucky. This is from all. <laughs> this has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.